oh no, I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. Okay. Welcome back to Ballin' with Colin. Today, I'm having my first guest, Steve Buzzard. He used to be the play-by-play -play announcer in the stadium for the Sacramento Kings and is also the founder of Buzzard Ball, a youth basketball league in the Sacramento area. Welcome, Steve Buzzard. All right. Thank you, Colin. You know what? I've never been a guest on a podcast, so you are number one. So excited to be the first person who has you on a guest. Okay, so can you please give some background to all my listeners who may not know who you are? Because now I've discovered that I well, have international want? listeners. Wow. All right. Well, let's see. Let's, where, do we, where do we start? Well, I guess I first should say that I'm an entrepreneur, so that's very important because as an entrepreneur, that means, um, I don't know, I've got a handle on many things. So my full-time job is I am a teacher and athletic director of which I am going to be retiring at the end of this year. So 26 years I have spent at St. Michael's, which is a little school in Carmichael. Um, and so I'm really excited about this. Actually, the word's kind of trickling out. So I'm really breaking some big news right here on this podcast. But in addition, what I have done outside of my nine to five job, as they like to call it, is um, I have, um, I'm a director of a youth basketball camp and a winter basketball league. Um, I also DJ, I'm an auctioneer, and during the pivot, when I couldn't DJ an auctioneer, I started my own food delivery service, and I have my own podcast, just like you. Just such an amazing resume. Um, what is, here's, we're gonna get started with our questions. What inspired you to create Buzzard Ball? Mm. You know, it's interesting because I can't say that I sat down and mapped it out. So if we take the basketball part of it, um, and here's what you're going to find, Colin. As a young man going through your journey, things are going to come in front of you like opportunities. And you decide whether you want to take advantage of those opportunities or not. And that kind of dictates whether you're going to go this way or this way. And that's what happened with basketball. So with basketball, it actually started as a summer program for our school at St. Michael's. And so way back in the year 1994, we started a summer program. And I would say we probably had, I don't know, 16 or 17 kids, of which uh, four or five of them were my nieces and nephews, so that we could pad the numbers. And I started a basketball camp, but really didn't think anything of it. Did it for about two or three years at St. Michael's, and then St. Michael's went under reconstruction, like major reconstruction, to a point where I had to say, well, I can't do it at St. Michael's. Do I not do it or do I try to continue to do it? And I actually took it to another place called Arden Church of the Nazarene. And then that's really where Buzzerball blew up. And so that's kind of that story. With the Winter League, um, it actually was uh, formerly known as the Jewish Federation League, run by a good friend of mine named Greg. And Greg ran it for just about less than 100 kids, okay? And he, for some reason, I, at that time, my kids were young. They were kindergarten, first grade. Uh, they loved basketball, and they were playing in the league. And he asked me, would you be interested in taking over this league? I know that you do a summer camp. Does this have any interest? Well, I had to look at the league for about two or three years to see if it made sense. It made sense, and so I decided to take over, and that became Buzzerball, the Winter League. So those are two examples. On the DJ end, I actually ran into a guy that I worked with, uh, with Sacramento Knights, if you remember the indoor soccer team. Uh, he was the equipment manager, but this function, he was the DJ. I went up to him. I go, I didn't know you DJ. And he's like, yeah, I've been doing it for a couple years. I'm all that sounds like fun. Do you have a spot open? He says, actually, I do. So I started working with him a year later, bought my own equipment. I've been DJing for 20 plus years. So it's stories like those that have helped me. It's about taking advantage of opportunities where you just want to kind of make your life better and obviously have fun doing it. Yeah. I mean, I can't put together how many memories I'm going to have throughout my life going through the winter league and the camps. I've had so much fun going through those. Okay, the next question, 
What is your favorite part about working through kids through youth sports? Mm, great, great question. Yes. Well, I will tell you what it boils down to for me. It's about moments. And that's all I try to create. I just try to create moments for kids. Like Colin, you just made a general statement of, you know, memories that you have from being a part of the program. That's what it's all about. I think back to my childhood and there are certain memories that stick out. And so when I think about those memories, I'm like, okay, why are those such great memories for me? And some of them may be because maybe I won something or something great happened, but a lot of it had to do with either someone who was either a coach or a team I played with or certain friends that I was with that really made the difference. So I really just try to create moments. And the other thing I've learned is uh, as a teacher, it's kind of interesting because as teachers, we teach you, right? But what you don't realize, Colin, is that a lot of times you teach us. And so that's what I've loved about being a teacher. And even though I'm retiring, it's like I take so much away from it because I have learned so much from kids and families that's helped me make made me a better person, a better husband, a better father, a better friend, a better brother, a better son, all of that. And so those are the things I look for, moments and really just, uh, I guess, embracing the fact that I too get taught along the way. That was such an amazing response. So next question, what are some of the challenges Buzzard Ball has faced dur during COVID and how did you pivot to keep business booming? Look at you asking the COVID question. I love it. And that's a very important question to ask because it all hit us. Um, as you know, I represent what would be a small business owner. Okay. So I don't own a whole line of Walmarts. I don't own a line of In-N-Out burgers, right? Those things can still go. But uh, for a small business owner, of which there are many, not just here in Sacramento, but across the world. So your international listeners, they will know this as well. As a small business owner, the COVID pandemic was tough. It wiped us out. A lot of us, it wiped us out to zero. Now, there are some businesses that were deemed what we call essential. So if you were an essential small business, well, then it worked out. And actually, some businesses actually ended up thriving during, during the COVID pandemic based on what it was that they were able to offer. But for me, okay, let's go ahead and go through it. Basketball, couldn't happen. Wiped out. No summer camp. DJ, uh, let's see, I had almost 75 events canceled. Okay. Auctioneering, same thing as the DJ, wiped out. So that's a large part of my salary. Now, the good thing for me is that I am a teacher. So in that sense, I was essential and I still had that money. So my pivot was twofold. One, I, I did the food delivery service, which was called Buzz Drop. And all I did there was um, if basically like Postmates, like Grubhub, but it was mm -hmm. me delivering for my friends. And so the big factor there was this word, trust. They trusted me, right? I wasn't going to do anything funny with their food. I wasn't going to eat their food. I was actually going to deliver it to them. So I did that for about three months. And then Colin, you were actually part of the, the second pivot, which was called Buzzard Ball Games. So what we did is we started having small group training, whether it be basketball, flag football, kickball, uh, did some capture the flag. I started doing small group trainings and I had uh, almost, I think, 40 different groups over about a five month span. And that really helped me. So those were my two pivots during the time. But I am happy to report, Colin, that everything's back on the swing. So for example, in basketball, we are back. Summer camp is gonna happen. We're gonna have a full house this summer of which I know you're gonna be attending yep. camp. Um, mm -hmm. And then on the DJ and auctioneering side, I am proud to report that uh, we are back. I've been booking weddings and auctions. And so it's good to be back and around the corner. Awesome. Okay. Now we're going to move on to your time with the Kings. Can you tell me about your, your, the top five things that happened to you when you were working with the Sacramento Kings? Ooh, baby. Well, it, Colin, you're, your question is timely because in my podcast, you'll never guess who I just interviewed two nights ago, the voice of the Sacramento Kings, Gary Gerald. 
So he has been the radio voice for 36 years. He's been here since day one. And I was like you, Colin. I was like a kid in a candy store talking Sacramento Kings history with him and especially the glory year. So we'll go ahead and start right there. The number one thing for me were those years, 1999 through I believe about 2006, 2007, the coach was Rick Adelman. And I'll just throw names at you. Chris Weber, Vlade Divac, Peja Stojakovic, Doug Christie, Bobby Jackson, Jason Williams, Mike Bibby, John Barry. You want me to go on? Scott Pollard. I mean, these were the best members of the Sacramento Kings that we had ever seen. Did not win an NBA championship, but all my memories, all five of my memories are definitely within that time period. Um, I actually, two, uh, two things happened for me. In 1999, I was the public address announcer. So that's the big voice in the arena, like Scott Moak is. Scott Moak's been a longtime announcer, um, and he's the arena announcer. So when I did that, it was very nerve-wracking, but we played the Utah Jazz in the playoffs, and it was our first playoff in quite a while. And we ended up losing, but I tell you what, it was a lot of fun. Then we get to those years, and I've forgotten them because it's such a bad taste in my mouth, of when we lost to the Lakers. I was the post-game show host, and I did the show from upstairs in Arco Arena. And uh, even though we lost on that, that final game, game number seven, and whatever year that was when we should have won the NBA championship, I just look back and I say, those were the greatest times ever. So I know I can't give you five, like in particular, but just know that those times within those eight years, definitely the five memories come within that time period. Awesome. Okay. So kind of branching off of the, off of the Kings, can you tell me what has been your most amazing experience at a live sporting event in any sport? Ooh. Oh, that's, ah, uh, well, <laughs> let me see what comes to mind. I mean, wow, those Kings playoff games were pretty, pretty awesome. But as you said that, I'd have to say the Sacramento Knights, the indoor soccer team. I mean, you know, it's kind of funny. People don't realize this, but the Sacramento Knights are only one of two teams that have won championships in Sacramento. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the other being the Sacramento Monarchs. So the Sacramento Knights were an indoor soccer team that played in the 90s, and they won the championship in 1994. I was the radio voice for them and uh, actually did the TV uh, during the championship game, and they beat a very popular team called the Dallas Sidekicks. And they had this player who was the best indoor player ever, and his name, are you ready for this, was Tattoo. That was his name. He was from Brazil. He was amazing. But we had a lot of great players, too. We won the title, and it was pretty cool. So, and a lot of the Knights players actually still live in Sacramento, including uh, Defender of the Year and a one-time coach, uh, Ian Frazier. So, I would say if you're putting me on the spot, that definitely comes to my mind, that, that championship with the Sacramento Knights. Great question. Thanks. Uh, I've never actually heard of them before. I, I play in their and soccer, well, but, I mean – Indoor soccer is super fun. Because well, you know what's cool, Colin? You got the power of the internet. So if you YouTube, just go to YouTube, and I'm sure if you type in Sacramento Knights Indoor Soccer, you'll see the highlights. I mean, you know, if you played the game, it is a fast game, a very fast game. And what was cool is I traveled with the team, and what would happen is they would do a warm-up. And so one night – they, we were playing in Mexico. So there was a team in Mexico called Monterrey La Raza, and they were really good. And I remember the guy said, hey, Steve, come on down. And I'm like, okay. So I go on down and go, Steve, get in the goal. And I'm like, wait, what's going on here? They're all, we're going to shoot on you. And I'm all, oh, I don't think this is a good idea. Okay, Colin, I thought I was going to lose my life. The balls were flying at nearly 100 miles per hour. And I'm telling you, it was scary. It was absolutely scary. But I tell you what, it was a fun experience. The guys were great, and we were a big family and had a lot of fun. Because they're so accurate. I mean, I would have been, like, covered in the adrenaline, but I'm like, wait. They're very accurate. So, it I probably would have forgotten that if I were in the position that you were. Yeah. 
Yeah, and that's accurate. pretty much what I did. I just, I forgot that I was actually trying to stop the soccer balls. You know, it's like they gave me the gloves and everything. But what it did, you know what's interesting, Colin, is I, I thought that was a good situation because now when I was calling the game, I understood what it was to be a goalkeeper in indoor soccer, which is not easy, and to face those balls coming at you. So being able to get kind of an inside look at that was pretty fun. Awesome. So now let's talk about your podcast, Experience the Buzz. Why'd you create it? Oh, good question. Well, guess what? Out of the pivot. So that would be the third thing that took place out of the pivot is uh, with me having a broadcasting background. Uh, I was a broadcaster for 14 years. I worked at uh, KSAC 1240, which is probably a station you won't remember. And then Sports 1140 KHK, which if you're a sports fan, you do know that. That is currently on. Um, and so I always loved broadcasting. But what happened is I got out of broadcasting, became a teacher, which I absolutely loved. You may not know this, but I wanted to be an NBA play-by-play -play announcer. So even as I became a teacher, I was still applying for jobs and actually got a job with the WNBA Minnesota Lynx, but they couldn't offer me a job with the Minnesota Timberwolves. And I had two kids, Toph and Max at the time, who were little littles, and I had to say no. So that really kind of changed my life. That was one of those decisions where it was hard, but um, you know, I got trust in the man upstairs. And the man upstairs was saying, you know what? I've got another plan for you. And now I look back and I go, wow, he wanted me to be a teacher. So the idea of doing a podcast actually happened by accident because I was in a quarantine for 14 days and I just happened to start listening to podcasts. And I was going, I know these have been around, but I really like these. And then just the idea hit me. I'm like, you know what? It'd be really cool to start one. So actually the room that I in, we converted it into a podcast room and I said, okay, well, what do I want to do? And I said, you know what? I love Sacramento. I love being an entrepreneur. And because we've gone through what we've gone through, I love small business owners, well, which I am. So I said, you know what? Let's do a show in which we highlight entrepreneurs and we highlight small business owners. So it's called Experience the Buzz. I got to give my wife, Kristen, all the credit. She came up with a name. You see the logo right there in the background. Yeah. So we've been having fun with it. And uh, I've been doing it since January. And uh, tomorrow, Gary Gerald will be the latest interview. And that's number 42. So I decided to try to do two a week and uh, try to stay on that path. So we're what? Do my math. That's 21 straight weeks. And uh, we're still going. So yeah. That, that, that seems like right. Half a century episodes. Watch out. Yeah, we're getting there. Yeah. <laughs> so there you go. By the end of the, I think probably by the end of the year, you'll have 100. Yes. Oh, without yeah, a doubt. Yeah. So yeah, if you do your math, my plan is, you know, 365, you know, that's what, 730, 740, 730. Yeah, 730 episodes. Are there 730 people I can interview? I hope so. I love interviewing people, so that's fun. That's why that's this is fun because you get to interview me. So it's kind of nice to talk to other people and answer other people's questions other than my own. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now I'm going to move on to rapid fire. Just try and answer with the first thing that what? pops into your rapid mind. Rapid fire. There are like 19 of Wait, them. have you been listening to my podcast? Yeah. Now, do you know that I do a rapid fire? I yeah. have a rapid fire segment in mind? Yeah. Dude, I love it. Okay, but yours are going to be faster because I only asked three questions. You're going to ask 19? Yeah. Okay, let's do it. Okay. First one, favorite sport. Why? Baseball, no doubt about it. Greatest sport ever. Awesome. Okay. This one, ha about half of them are not about sports. Chocolate or vanilla? That's okay. Oh, got to go chocolate for sure. Chocolate. Okay. Favorite okay. NFL team? Why? Oh, I mean, it's the Las Vegas Raiders, but I hate saying that because they moved from Oakland to Las Vegas. But Here's the deal. You're never going to leave your team, okay? 
they're subpar, but I will always be a fan. And hopefully I'll get to take a trip to Las Vegas to see him in play, see him play that, in person. That's kind of like both of us with the Kings, except they didn't actually Absolutely. Move. Except they didn't no, actually No, but they move. almost did. I know. They didn't move, but they almost did, Colin. That was yeah. a little sketchy. Where would they have moved yeah. to, though? Would, did they announce where well, they would have moved was, to? Well, it was... Well, it was like Anaheim. I think there was talk of them possibly going back to Seattle. Yeah. No, we almost lost them. But luckily, luckily we found a way to keep them here. Awesome. Okay. Hamburgers or hot dogs? Oh, man. See, that's a tough one because I actually do like hot dogs. But on it, I'll take a great hamburger over a great hot dog any day of the week. Yeah. Um, I totally agree with you. Although, because hot dogs, they taste really good. Uh, but hamburgers, they're better. Okay, next question. Well, Favorite there's just NBA... more you can put on it. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you, could... you, you, you can only put really put on like three or four things on a hot dog. And then the re you can really put anything on I a burger. Agree. Like I put guacamole on a burger before and it was amazing. You can put a ton of things on burgers Absolutely. that I'm are odd, that. and they would be amazing with it, but not so much with a hot dog, although hot dogs still look good. Favorite NBA team, why? Yep. This question's um, kind, of, kind of obvious. Yeah, got to love our – it's kind of obvious. Yeah, we got to love our team. And yeah. uh, one quote that Gary Gerald said that I thought was funny – uh, you know, it's been 15 years since they've been in the playoffs. And he says, he, when he was referring to the playoff drought, he goes, yeah, we've been in the desert for a really long time. I'm thirsty, which means it's time to make the playoffs. So hopefully next year. <laughs> That's really funny. Okay. Favorite vacation destination? Man. Okay. Well, <laughs> See, this is a toss-up. This is a toss-up because the go-to is definitely Tahoe. I love Tahoe. North Shore, South Shore mm -hmm. can never go wrong. It's not that far away. But if you're saying if there's a place that I can just go, Maui, no doubt. Put me on the beach. Let me forget about everything else. Yeah. Uh, we were just in Oahu last week. I so. saw the pictures. Did you guys have fun? Yeah, ton of fun. Okay. Yeah. Let's That's move cool. on to the next question. Favorite MLB team? Why? Oh, this is the one I'm the most passionate about. Oakland A's. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. I've loved them. Um, and I have to say uh, that based on my busy schedule, you know, I, I wouldn't say I was a big A's fan, but that all changed with my boys. Uh, so when my boys probably got to around, let's see, God. They, yeah, in their teenage years and stuff, I could see the passion they had. And so I just kind of joined it. Um, and we uh, eventually bought season tickets. And so we've been season ticket holders for what? We do just 24 game package. We don't go to all of them. We wouldn't be able mm -hmm. to do that. That'd be impossible. But uh, we've been doing that for seven years. So they are loyal, which makes me loyal with them. And Colin, if you notice this year's theme, mm -hmm. it's the Oakland A's. So all the buzzer oh. ball t-shirts. This is only one of them. This is the Kelly green, mm -hmm. but I've got forest green and we've got white. So the theme this year is the Oakland A's. Awesome. Cause a couple years back we've, we had the buddy heel jerseys. Yes. Yes. We did the Kings and the Warriors. And uh -huh. so just so you know with that, what's cool about that is I work with the person that does the t-shirts and they allow me to use the font that is on the Jersey. Okay, so that's why that looks like an actual almost jersey uh, without breaking the rules. Uh, so that's, yeah, that's one of my favorites. I like the Kings one. Yeah, I had a Marshawn Lynch jersey that I wore for like six years, and I only stopped wearing it when I got this DK Metcalf jersey that I'm currently wearing now. And it's an you actual love that. one. I got it for Christmas. You love that DK Metcalf. I do. You love it. You were wearing that to flag football every week. Yeah. <laughs> that okay. What is the best thing you can cook? 
anything that goes in the microwave. <laughs> I am not a cook, friends. I can barbecue. I've gotten a little bit better at barbecue, but still, my well, my wife is better than me in all facets of the game. So, yeah. Same with if my you, dad. Yeah. It's just how, it's how it is. Just not my forte. I stay in my lane, Colin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Favorite NHL team? Why? Okay. So here's the deal. I mean, I'll say San Jose Sharks, but I do not follow the NHL. There used to be a time where I would watch the playoffs, and I will say playoff hockey is amongst the best, especially if you get to an OT sudden death situation where it's like they play until someone scores. That, that to me is pretty amazing to watch, okay? So you can go Olympic hockey too, but – I'll say San Jose Sharks, but I have to admit I'm not a huge NHL fan. Yeah, I'm not the biggest NHL fan, but I mean, Seattle, my favorite city in the world, is getting an expansion right. team. They have isn't the second. The, the Kraken. Isn't it called the Kraken? Yeah, yeah Kraken. after the sea monster. They've got the second pick in the draft, so let's hope they choose wisely. I love it. Okay, I know that you are now a big Peloton guy since you got your bike. Who's your favorite Peloton instructor? Hands down, Sam Yo. I love Sam Yo. Yeah, uh, I've probably told you about this before, but I've seen this video on Instagram where he is just dancing and mouthing "Living on a Prayer" by Bon Jovi to hype for the ride that he did. But his microphone is a hairbrush, which is extra funny for those who know what Samuel looked like he's completely bald which makes yep. it funny with the hairbrush yep and he's a he used to be a monk i know he was a buddhist monk he was a buddhist monk so here's what i like about him he's just very calm yeah. like he there's 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 some of those writers they like yell at you i don't want to be yelled at you know i i'm competitive and stuff i do the leaderboard and everything but I don't want to be yelled at. So Sam Yo is like that calming force that will get me from whether it be a 30 or 45 minute ride. I trust him. He's channeling his inner Buddhist monk. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Back in the 80s, were you a Celtics fan or a Lakers fan? Lakers fan. So really? here's what uh, you may not know. I actually worked for the Lakers when I went to college at USC. Uh, but that would be in the 90s. But when we go back to the days, I was all about Showtime. I was all about Magic, Michael Cooper, Jamal Wilkes, James Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Byron Scott. I can name the whole, Pat Riley, the coach. But that was the team. I mean, that was so fun to watch. And so in the 90s, when I worked for them, uh, what was cool was that they were at the end of kind of their run. And guess who took over? Michael Jordan and the Bulls. Guess what locker room I was in when they won the first championship? The Chicago Bulls. Yeah, I used to work as an intern. And at, at the end of the game, we would go in and we would get notes uh, from the players. We would actually interview them. So it's a lot different than what it is now where they come to a press conference and everybody's in one room. It used to be you would go in to the locker room, you would crowd around players, ask questions, and write notes. Pretty yeah, cool. So. On a podcast, on a podcast slash radio show, um, I've listened to called Greeny. It's Mike Greenberg's radio show. He worked for the Bulls for a really long time, and one time he actually got up close and asked Michael Jordan a question. I think it might have been some. It was like the last game of the regular season. The Knicks, his team, were complaining that he was always getting the fouls. His and he knew he needed to ask the question. He's gonna be on Sports Center, and the response, one word. So, so I don't care what they think. That's Michael Jordan, and I have to say, in an earlier game in that series, I remember I just wanted to get close to MJ, so I actually got in, sat right next to where his locker was. And I sat next to him and didn't ask a question. I just sat there and took it all in. I'm all, in my mind, I'm going, I'm sitting next to Michael Jordan. So that was pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That sounds awesome. Okay. 
You talked about this chain earlier, and it can tell a lot about a person. What's your in and out order? Oh, it's a, it, very easy. We, we're going to go number two, animal style, uh, Neapolitan shake. I, that's my exact order, except I get strawberry shake instead. And I actually Oh, you go had, strawberry. Um, I actually had that today because we had a school fundraiser and you earn prizes. And so I earned in and out lunch at school. Can't go so, wrong. I could eat. I could eat in and out every day, but obviously that would not be a good idea, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Who is the NBA GOAT? Kobe, LeBron, or MJ? Who have you got as the GOAT? MJ. I totally yep. agree. Yeah. He just, he just transformed the game in a way that we had never seen before. Now, mm -hmm. that is not to take away from the greatness of Kobe. Yeah. Kobe was great, but here's what you need to remember about Kobe. He needed Kobe to. was our rival. We couldn't stand Kobe Bryant because of his greatness, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, I know he has passed away, and we have stepped back, and we can look at his mm -hmm. game, and I can say he's great, but I'm sorry. When he's your rival, yeah, I can't put him at the top just for that reason. LeBron? Mm. He's I got a long way him. to go. You know what? I used he's to love him. He's a great player, him. but he's got a long way to go to catch MJ. Well, he's, he's, gonna, he's done, he, he's done he's great done things. Let's, let's not – I mean, we're not going to say he hasn't. Um, I loved him as a Cleveland Cavalier. Mm -hmm. When he went to the Miami Heat, that kind of changed things for me because you got to remember, he was the first one to really start that kind of that three-superstar thing. And then that and then, trend just took off. Yeah. Terrible. The Celtics did it. Then yeah. now the Nets. And it's yeah. just. Warriors. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just. Yeah, Durant. This is how I feel about it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah, that says it all right there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. Because, uh, I mean, the Nets, because um, this is the only one of those that I can remember because I was right. very, I was like a toddler when the when <laughs> LeBron went yeah. to the Heat. Right, uh, right. And the Nets, they one thing that I think about that, the NBA needs to add a salary cap. And then mm. the teams in big markets can't just take all this money, then pile it up and get amazing players because they've got all the money. Like Brooklyn, it's a New York team. Sacramento, very small market. They don't like they've got a bunch of money on Deer and Fox and Harrison Barnes, and they they they're a very small market, so they just can't they can't bring in those big stars like, for example, like a Damian Lillard or Donovan Mitchell, or Mike Conley. Well, he's not really a giant star, uh, but he's really good. Um, okay, but listen to what you just said. Listen to the names you just said right there. Case in point, is Damian Lillard ever going to win a championship in Portland? The answer no. is no. Is Donovan Mitchell ever going to win a championship in Utah, although they had a great regular season? The answer Doubt is it. no. It's not even doubt. It's no. Okay. They need to and go to a big marketplace. Well, that uh, well, and here's why. Stars. Well, the, here's why I feel bad for someone like Giannis, because Giannis he wants to be loyal to Milwaukee because mm -hmm. I think he wants to prove a point, and his point is this: is that you can do it without that formula, and they were so close. But I'm I'm just having a feeling that that the window Kawhi may have closed either. for them. Exactly. I still exactly. have dreams about that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And that's why even when you go back to the Kings, see, the Kings found a way to get all these great players in a small marketplace. It, it doesn't happen often. That's why it was tough for them to not get at least one NBA championship out of that because you had, you had great players. And it just didn't happen. And so I always look at windows. Otherwise, your big market teams are going to be the ones that yeah. bring home the crown. And I imagine that will probably be the case here. Yeah, baseball. Although baseball, 
You know what? In baseball, I would slightly disagree because take the Tampa Bay Rays, True. for example. Okay. Tampa Bay Rays last year, I mean, pretty darn amazing, right? Yeah. They had a low payroll, but it was how they played the game uh, that got them to where they are. So there are teams that can sneak in. The Nationals won a few years ago, so that was good to see. But, yeah, more than likely, I think things are a little bit different in baseball. But when you look at the overall scope of things, you're right. you got the higher salary. Typically, those are the teams that are going to be there in the end. Mm -hmm. Okay, so these next two questions – they're still rapid fire, but it's your opinion on two sports. Is okay. golf boring or brilliant? Uh, golf used to be brilliant when Tiger Woods was playing. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And I thought that after Tiger kind of made his descent, that they could carry, that game could carry itself with the speech of the world and everything. But I'm just going to tell you, I haven't watched golf since Tiger left. And it's weird because I didn't want to buy into that because I would have these conversations with my son, Max. And Max was really hyped when Tiger started making a comeback. In fact, won a tournament. You remember when he won his last tournament? It was like, how did he Masters. do that? That's incredible. Yeah, Masters. It was great. And so, but you understood why he was such a draw. Because he's, he was golf. And there is nobody else that captures the game like he has. And I, I don't think there will be for a long time. So that's my take mm -hmm. on that. Okay, next one. Curling, silly or fascinating? Silly because I don't even know, I, I, I mean, what is it? I, you know, I know what it is, but it's like, it it, I mean, it's Olympic sport, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, I, I, kind, I, of, I kind of agree with you, but I mean, yeah. Fat, I, I'm, I'm like somewhere in the middle. I'm like, I'll turn it on. Go team USA. They're the defending, wow. they're the defending gold medalists. So I enjoy watching it at Olympic time. But I mean, it's not even televised ever, ever, unless it's the Olympics. Okay, well, I'm gonna throw it in there with cornhole and spike ball and all those other things you see on ESPN 22. <laughs> yeah. There's actually a radio station for Chicago called ESPN 1000. They oh, actually have is. a thousand okay. radio that, stations. It's so funny. Does not, does not surprise me one bit. Yeah, that's their Chicago station. Okay, final question. Oh, wow. Drum roll, please. Yeah. What's your favorite Olympic there it sport? Is. With, what's, the, your, what's your favorite Olympic sport with the... Uh, 2020 slash 2021 Olympics coming up. Um, wow, that's a tough one. That is a tough one. I, I think I used to love the Olympics more years ago than I do now. It's kind of worn off for me. I don't know why. And I don't know why that is because I know a lot of people love watching the Olympics and you see these emerging stars come up and you're like, wow. I think um, swimming always gets me. I don't know why that one kind of captures me because I'm always blown away that these people, these amazing athletes can continue to break records, you know, and with swimming, I've heard the story told about how they break it down into sections, you know, whether it be whatever, hundred meters, 200 meters, it just absolutely blows me away. So the swimming part of it, I think is cool. I, I like volleyball. I always liked watching volleyball and stuff but that one uh there used to be bigger stars back in the day than there are now and uh so yeah and then basketball i'd throw basketball in there as well basketball is yeah. always fun to watch yeah yeah um, like with the swimming the the stars continuing to break records this is going to be the first olympics in a long time without michael phelps he's retired now yeah 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 and it's i mean that's amazing too when you think you know it's every you know, four years for whether it be a summer or winter, because then they, you know, they alternate and everything. And the fact that he's done it for so long is, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really awesome how he just continued to do it and was doing great. And then I think he retired. Yeah. But I mean, just like me. he deserves it. I'm retiring. He, yeah. yeah. 
sort of like I mean, how would you define? Okay, well, Colin. Okay, let's let's say this. You're what? You're 11 years old, right? Uh, I turn 11 in September. Okay, well, we'll call you 10 now, but you'll soon be 11. How do you define retirement? How would you define retirement? What's that mean? Um, well, I don't mean to think about this. Well, that's okay. Just be honest. What first comes to your mind? Um, people after working for a long time saying, I'm done with this and I'm going to enjoy the rest of my life without work. At least without that job. You know what? That was probably the best definition I've heard. It's interesting because when I was talking with my, my kids at St. Michael's, I think it was a fourth grade class. So what grade are you in now? Or fourth. what grade are you going well, into? Fourth going uh, into fifth? Yeah, I've, I, I'm going into fifth. I've, I've okay. got like I have three days left of school. Let's but go. Like, so none I of was them talking are actual days. No, they're not. No, not actual school days. That's right. Uh, so I was talking to a group of fourth graders and I asked them to define retirement. And it was funny what they came up with. And uh, yours was very eloquent. I have to give you that. So because I was getting ones like, oh, it means you're old and you can't do anything anymore. And I'm like, oh, wait just no. a second. Right. I mean, you can still do plenty of things. My grandparents exactly. can still do plenty of things. Exactly. So that was the that was the funniest one that stuck out. But uh, there were some other creative answers, I must say. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any final thoughts that we should wrap up with, or? Yeah. Well, first of all, I just want to say congratulations on your podcast. Um, I would love to see more of this. You know, I've been involved, obviously, with sports, not just basketball, but other sports uh, for many years. And uh, the one element that never has existed that I wish somehow could come into play would be this side, would be the broadcasting side. Like I actually have a vision for buzzer ball where there's a component that, yeah, there's a basketball game going on, but wouldn't it be cool if someone like yourself, Colin, and someone else could call the game, you know? Oh, and with the technology that we have today where you can live stream, it's like, there's so many possibilities. So what I'm excited about is, yeah, I'm retiring from St. Michael's, but it gives me more time to maybe talk about and bring together those ideas that I've been thinking about for so many years, because I would love to mentor uh, kids like yourself that are interested in broadcasting. It's a mm -hmm. lot of fun. I mean, and you're, really doing, I mean, this is hard. Yes. This is hard. Like yes. you're doing a podcast and you're doing your first interview and you crushed it, okay? Thanks. You crushed the interview. So, Thank I mean, so that much. is good stuff. And I just want to encourage you to keep going, okay? Don't get to a part where you go, oh, I'm done with this, okay? It's like keep pushing. And if it means, I don't know what your frequency is once a week, once a month, but keep working on the craft because you know what's going to be fun is that if you decide to do something like this, can you imagine being able to come back and replay this interview and say, hey, I'm 38 years old and mm -hmm. I'm a successful broadcaster. Check out my first interview with this guy named Steve Buzzard when I was 10. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like really embrace the moment and keep working on your craft. You know, it was funny because when you first asked me, it was a while ago. And I would always ask you, I'm like, hey, I'm ready to go. And you're all, I need more time. I need more time. And you know what? I was like, I respect that because you wanted to make sure that you had it right. And I think I, that's I, very important I, to do. I doubled the, um, on Monday, I went into the kitchen with my mom. She's making dinner. I'm like, uh, do you have any more question ideas? I've got my guest on Thursday and I've only got like six rapid fire questions and like five regular questions. And we pretty much doubled the size of the interview. And Yeah. No, you did a good job. You're off to a good start. Yeah. Yep. And, and here's just a little piece of advice for you. Um, and you'll learn this as you go when you interview more people. And something I've learned too is I'm like you. I like to be prepared and stuff. You can only do so much preparation. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you need to let the conversation dictate where you're going to go. So what that means is, is like, let's say you ask me a question. I answer it. Instead of just going to the next question, 
you hear something that I say that makes you go, oh, wait, what about this? And you see mm -hmm. what I'm saying? It allows you to kind of expand yourself and then that will sound more conversational. But yeah. I will tell you, for your first interview, you did crush it. I'm gonna give you a Thanks. 10 out of 10. Wow. 10 out of 10, yeah. Thank you so but much. But now, now you've set the bar high. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've got a couple more possibilities for interviews. Good, keep going. Yeah. And, here, and here's the great thing too, Colin, is like, go ahead and think big. So for example, I'm just curious of like, who are some other people you're thinking of? Um, well, my dad, because he played professional rugby on the World Cup stage. Um, okay, I like that. Possibly my grandpa, because okay, because he played football at USC. He was okay. actually a blocker for OJ Simpson. Wow. He's got he's got an OJ Simpson autograph on his wall. Nice. So, yeah. Okay. So um, let me ask you and a my question. My dad's got uh, my dad's got a friend who coaches rugby at Jesuit. Okay. Um, who played with him. So let's think outside the box. Yeah. Like those are good ones. Those are great ones. Those are ones that are close to home. Mm -hmm. All those people you mentioned, those are family. Mm -hmm. But what if I said, um, I don't know, De'Aaron Fox. How would you yeah, react um, to that? We, we did have that idea, like if we're going to a Kings game and like we get near a player and like we just have a couple minutes and my dad could like open up like voice memos on his um phone and we could like he could send the file to me and then i could um like i'll just have like a set of questions ready if we just run into a player and, okay so here yeah. here's what i'm going to tell you why not have De'Aaron fox on this show right here like do yeah. it this way and here's yeah. the thing who is not going to talk to a 10 year old kid who knows his stuff about sports mm -hmm. De'Aaron fox is not going to turn you down why don't you get DK Metcalf on? Why don't you get Marshawn Lynch? Why don't you get on Pete Carroll? What I'm trying to tell you is definitely interview the people that you know, but don't be afraid to shoot for the stars. So for me on Experience the Buzz, one of my bucket list guests was Gary Gerald, okay? I knew that I had to wait till the end of the season to make sure that he had time. So he did that, he, he agreed to do it. So it was easy, that was good. So bucket list taken care of, but I have another, like another big one. And it's Chino Moreno, who is the lead singer of the Deftones and the Deftones are a Sacramento band. Now this guy is famous beyond belief. And so in my head, I'm going, I can't get Chino, Chino Moreno, but you know what? If I'm giving you the advice that you can get De'Aaron Fox, shouldn't I be saying the same thing to myself that I can get Chino Moreno, right? Yeah. yeah. That's how you got to think. You got to think big. And, and of course, if you're doing this, you want to cover all the gamuts, but don't limit yourself to who you can interview and who you can bring this on. Because I'm telling you, they're going to much rather want to talk to you than they probably would me just based on the fact that you're 10 years old, you love sports, and you know your stuff. <laughs> Thanks. That's my parting advice. Okay. There you have it. That's much longer than I expected, but that's great. It's 52 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And, but you know what's nice, Colin, about podcasts? Here's what I learned. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You throw it up there, guess what? If people want to listen to it, they'll listen to it. If they don't want to listen to it, they won't listen to it. Exactly. So the podcast, you have no limits. And, re and keep that in mind, too. Don't look at the clock and go, oh, I need to wrap this up okay just let it be natural let it go because the podcast once you put it up it lives forever it doesn't go away yeah yeah hey well, colin what? hey colin yeah thanks for having me on man i appreciate it thanks for coming absolutely wrap it up yeah that's our show i'll be probably coming out with another episode either tomorrow friday june 4th or or um next wednesday so sounds good
Keep it rolling, yeah. Colin. You're doing a great job. I so do you have this, a I actually had this idea since um, my sisters and my mom are going on a trip, uh, and my dad and I have my foot flag football season that extends like a week and a half past. Um, during that week and a half, I have no school, so I was thinking, well, maybe I can call into my favorite radio show. Absolutely. And, Cause, yeah, and yeah, you got a lot of possibilities. Definitely. So the last thing I would give you is, and this is something you want to write down, is have a tagline at the end. So for example, you want to just say you thank the guest mm -hmm. and you say a coming up on the next episode. Or you don't even have to say that. You can just say my name is Colin Kasigan, and you know, and then whatever. We'll see you next time. Or and come up with a a flashy little whatever. So for example, on Experience the Buzz, what I do is when I finish with rapid fire, I tell the guests, I say, thank you for being on. Mm -hmm. Are there any last words that you'd like to say? Similar to what you did. You did the same thing. They say what they want. And you know what? I say, that's it. And then I just go, thank you. That's all I got for now. Talk to you next time. Goodbye, everyone. Mm -hmm. Sort of so like- keep it simple. Yeah, sort of like, how Mike Greenberg, who I was talking about earlier, always says, name of the show, for example, Gre Greeny, yes. back and better than ever tomorrow on ESPN Radio. Like, there yeah. you go. Okay. I just love his enthusiasm and really look it up at him and you yeah. with your podcast and his radio show. Just Well, and that's... That's the thing, Colin, is keep listening to different podcasts to get ideas. I have like a rotation then, of like four that I'm always nice. listening to, like in Good. a certain order and day. Because I've got to do school and like I'm usually listening to a podcast while doing it. There you go. That's great. Okay, this is where you wrap it up, Colin. Okay. How are you going to do it? Uh, okay. Bone with Colin. Back, we'll be back and better than ever, either tomorrow or next Wednesday. Uh, on Spotify. Bye.